I didn't we are now. <laughs> first guest, first guest, first guest, first guest. We got Rick Dorsey. What's your first impression on the studio? Wait, do that again. I was on Jared the whole time. <laughs> first impression. Okay, first impression. Went down on that. Yeah, we were not, we were I remember I realized because for bumper to bumper, we we did the walking talks, and yeah. then you farted into the handheld mic, yeah. and I realized I used that handheld <laughs> mic every wow. episode. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> twins. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. Look at these twins. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. Look at these twins. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. That's Mary Kate. Look at these twins. That's Mary Kate. First impression. It's okay. So it's it's far. It's like okay. twenty miles away. Farther from like where you went last time though. My house. Your house felt closer. That's crazy. Yeah. Where, where are you coming from? What city? Uh, Mount Washington. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Glendale, right? Glen, it's like Glendale Highland Park. Park. Yeah. Okay. Right, is this close to your house? Well, lucky. Well, because you probably if you come from Glendale, you probably took the two ten then, right? I think so. Yeah, one of the yeah, so This is like going. another. I feel like yeah. I'm in a different fucking city. This is technically this is like closer a... to you, but it's. I think it's easier to get to my house as I'm closer to freeways. Okay, your freeways at least. Like, it's far. Like, yeah. It's so first impression. Very far. Got to <laughs> listen to some radio and chill out. You know, meditate in the car. But getting here, alleyways a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, what is this? That's about right. It feels like the alleyway in Goodfellas. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that scene. Wait, is it a long shot? Where he's like, what are you talking about? Oh, I was thinking about the long oh, shot right No, there's like the this moment towards the end where De Niro like might kill Karen, you know, no. uh, Ray Liotta's wife. He goes, go down the alleyway and she gets scared. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry, <Nick>. getting <laughs> in the studio, it's nice. Yeah. I have to say it feels legit. Yeah. Like it's totally a different vibe. Than, yeah. Literally. Yeah, you would have never expected your, your, um, the house. Yeah. Feels professional. Yeah. yeah it feels professional. Yeah. The water is uh, very warm. It's nice. That's true. <laughs> it's yes. summer. Uh, yeah. It's at summer. least we got water this yeah. time, though, no, right? At least you have water. Yeah. At least we got water. It was sitting yeah. in my car all day. It was sitting. <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy because I think the plastic it like I heard leaches about that. into yeah, the water. I, right? I, I cracked the windows. I don't know if that helps. I don't think that helps. Oh. <laughs> so. The baby will still yeah. die, yeah. dude. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the plastic. It. I don't know what it does. Yeah, I think it's the heat. It has to do. It's almost like a greenhouse effect. Right. And then it leaches into the water. I don't think it matters. I think this. Plastic itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the cheapest water we got too. So right. it's okay. You know, it's, kind of it's one step at a time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I like it. It's really nice. It's yeah. cool. Appreciate you. Yeah, it feels legit. We could get a sign, right? What should we do? A sign right here, maybe? You could do a sign. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Spain? This, yeah. So this, oh, yeah, I was in Spain. Now yeah. I'm back. What were you doing in Spain? I was uh, directing a commercial. Okay. Um, I probably shouldn't say who it's for, yeah, but that's fine. How day. long is it until you could say? I guess when it comes out, oh. I don't know, you know, um, it was an interest. It was fun. It was a, a four day shoot. It was for a food product mm-hmm. and uh, it was a new experience for me because two of the days were sh- you, you ever see these behind the scenes where they shoot food. It's like in slow motion yeah. and they use like the bolt camera. Mm-hmm. And we so we did a lot of that. And there was like a guy making the food, you know, out of it's he's using real food, but it's like you don't want to eat that food. Yeah. Mm. I remember the the model. She was taking a bite of the food, and they had toothpicks in the food to mm, keep it all perfect. Yeah. And they said beforehand, warn her about the toothpicks, because one time we didn't warn them, and the toothpick like went into someone's mouth. Oh, Blood was coming out. Damn. So yeah, it was a little scary. Um, but uh, it was warn, weird. Did you warn her? 
I warned her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I warned her. She was a pro. Yeah. She was a pro. Making a commercial is like um, dealing with someone that says, can you make it really big but also small at the same time? And I need it to be loud but quiet. That's uh, what it's like. Yeah. And then you're like, I, and then you have to have a smile and then you have to, you know, get your yeah. rage out. Are you allowed yeah. to say what the budget was? I don't know, actually. They don't oh. tell me. Really? Whoa. I think Is that all the producers? Yeah, that's all. I never get told. I think based on everything, it's probably it's probably like under a million, eight hundred thousand oh, okay. or something. So, like, how does that work when it comes to like when you're directing and you want to do something? Like, you're asking, like, all right, can we do this? Like, well, everything's just... like prepped and okay. like it's all planned out. Okay. So every what you do is you spend a few weeks. I was there for a few weeks where you're working with a production designer. You're working with a um, a stylist. You're getting the casting, and then they like the production designer and the DP and the stylist. They will provide like a PDF with like the look, you know what it's going to look like and the props yeah. that you're going to use. And then typically, what you do is like less than a week before the shoot, you do a what's called a pre-production meeting, and you meet with the agency and the client, and it's like this big deal where you're presenting your vision. And then they get to ask all the questions of like, mm -hmm. how you do this? Gonna... I really like that. I mean, I enjoy it. I remember the first one I did, my producers were like nervous for me, but yeah. I feel like I thrive in those environments of playing the politics. Yeah. A lot of the directing is, it's all politics. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, you, you get a performance, but it's mainly politics. It's yeah. mainly like making sure that whoever is spending the money feels safe with you making the thing yeah it's a lot of fear because a lot of people's all their jobs are on the line yeah i get to so just real. come in and go out so if it's mm. bad it's like yeah you know you just wipe your hands clean for them like... someone can get fired yeah you know there was a moment where we didn't use this particular food product had a certain number of ingredients that makes up the thing right yeah so we took one away like one of the things away to make the food product shot a little bit easier to tackle and one of the um one of the clients was like screaming if there's not three on the thing then i'm gonna get sacked and i remember laughing and having to walk away because i thought it was so funny because yeah. it's so intense so but That's um crazy. yeah no it's um did you just turn me up you did something there. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was the you smoking with them, mushroom gummy kicking in. You got one? Can I get one? I didn't take uh, one. <laughs> I still, what? I know what were you going to say. I, I remember you took that one to on a pod, and then I just felt weird. Yeah. I didn't mm -hmm. feel so, I didn't feel like high right. or sober. I was just like, I don't know what this is. I think because mm -hmm. you've not done a full dose before. Okay. So I think when you take a full dose of mushrooms, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, if you, uh, you've been to Phoenix. Really? No. Where's the furthest you've been in a car? In a car, oh, Nevada. Okay, so you drove to Nevada. Yeah. So you know that drive. You know how long it takes and yeah. where to go. So that would be like the full dose, going to Nevada, coming back. So then when you take a small dose and you drive to Whittier, but you don't go all the way to Nevada, you kind of know. Oh, how far Nevada is. You kind of know the road already. So oh, okay. when you've never gone to Nevada and you've just gone to Whittier, 
Whittier's crazy, <laughs> right? Whittier's like, a wall. <laughs> stupidest. <laughs> I was like, where's he digging us? <laughs> oh, guys got a Whittier? You ever oh. start talking and then you just want to bail? <laughs> that's, that's literally what this podcast is. That is. You just bail for every conversation. <laughs> I just listen to what I say and I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> wait, wait. But when were you, how old were you when you started taking shrooms? Um, I started, I tried it for the first time. It was like in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you get like a, a cool thing of clarity where like, yeah, I should break up with her? Um, <laughs> Nothing like, like specific, that. specific like that, but I, it did get me like out of my, my own way, mm-hmm. you know? Oh. Like, like just for like that moment? You know what, actually it what it was, the thing, it wasn't mushrooms. It was uh, ecstasy. Oh, I, Whoa. Uh, I was like having a, I was having a hard time. I moved to LA to go to film school and I was having a hard time like connecting to people and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a filmmaker. I was surrounded by like a lot of douchebags because that's what I went to USC film and USC film is like notorious for like Nepo babies Mm -hmm. that are there. And they were just, I, I remember thinking like, is this me? I don't, I don't want to do this if like this is the culture of yeah. what it is to be a filmmaker. And I hated LA. I I was really depressed because of the smog and the pollution. Obviously, Dang. same thing. But like the traffic, and I was in a weird place emotionally where I had a hard time connecting. I was depressed. I was like really depressed. And uh, it was wait like, for how like what year were you in? It college? was probably my sophomore year of college. Oh, okay. That's when it like the Dang. whole year it was tough it was just a slow burn into like depression into the sophomore year it was like the whole year i was like going oh, wow. through some weird shit i was like fucking you know you go you move away from your family and then when you come back to your family you know for visits i was like this is where i'm from I, my family yeah. was just to me at that moment i was like they were very dysfunctional yeah it, now growing up like you realize like everyone goes through that but yeah. it was just like a, a weird moment coming of age kind of a, a thing and um some towards the end of the semester a friend of mine said me and this girl are going to go to disneyland i knew the girl uh we're going to go take ecstasy do you want to come so then me and my buddy my old roommate were like let's go and uh we've never tried that was the first time i tried anything hard um and, and then we're at disneyland so we're at disneyland Whoa. and That's we we like spend the day at disneyland and we decided to take it towards the end of like as the sun goes down so we take it and all i had done at that point was like edibles like weed and like smoked weed so i never i didn't really know i read up on it but i didn't know like what to expect and i kept thinking it was here i kept thinking like oh i'm feeling it yeah. but i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't feeling it and then i went we went on it's a small world you know that ride the annoying ride so (laughs) we get on the ride and i'm sober and we go through the ride and as the something happened with that ride with the fucking song (laughs) there's that (laughs) and i started looking like oh shit and i feel like my consciousness opening up by the time we get out of the ride i'm fully like rolling and i'm tripping Mm -hmm. and um i remember it was like the best one of the best drug experiences i've ever had in my life and i remember being like me and my buddy we went on space mountain like 10 times and i remember <laughs> telling him we were like waiting in line to get back on again for like the fifth time and i remember going 
Waiting in line is as fun as the ride. <laughs> They're both equally fun. And I, I felt such a strong connection to strangers and to mm-hmm. people, like being like, we're all one and I get everyone has trauma, but I'm like, we're alive and I was in the moment. And people always said, I remember researching ecstasy saying like, you're going to be depressed the next day, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was like, pot like on cloud nine for like 10 days after it's like every day i felt better and better damn and like it really changed my perception about myself like mm-hmm. i healed a lot of things in mm-hmm. at disneyland like what was it That's were you just like terrible. not sure of yourself and that kind of jump started i felt very like just disconnected from like just people mm-hmm. you know yeah. i felt i've always felt that way i've always yeah. felt very just not a part of the crowd yeah and uh and then i yeah, coming out of that, I realized like I am part of the crowd. Like, yeah. Dang, actually did, actually did that. It did it. Yeah, it Fucking changed my it whoa. changed my perception. Like That's in crazy. A, in, a, in a super positive way. Damn, because I, I kind of felt that. Like I felt like for like I think just like getting used to working full time and still trying to balance mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I just got into like a toxic ha- habit of just like thinking that I was like everyone hates me, and then yeah. I got really drunk on Saturday, and I'm like, all right, I'm back. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you feel afterwards though? Like when you when you were like sober after the drunkenness? No, I was yeah. like, that was good. I needed that. Yeah, I think I was just on burnout and then just yeah. being drunk. Being drunk helped you? Like I uh, think so. Oh, I wow. think yeah. So I, I I'll get drunk sometimes too, and I'm just like, bro, like why was I ever depressed? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm like, there's nothing's ever wrong. And yeah, then you, you sober up immediately. You're like. Everything's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with, with, pot, with psychedelics and pot. If a yeah. heavy dose of psychedelics, especially like LSD, mm-hmm. which I haven't done in a while, but every time I do it, I'm just like, I got to call my mom. I got to call yeah. my mom and my dad and my grandma. Like, I'm not calling my family enough. What am I doing? That's like, so real, yeah. You're like, why am I not? Like, you know, yeah. but I think, I don't know. If we were always that way, I don't know. Maybe you can be that way. Yeah. Why, how like, can you call you your mom? Have? I mean, we talk off. We talk oh. today, yeah. yeah. Oh. But I mean, like, you know, the idea of, like, I always have to be present mm-hmm. and I always have to be positive. That sounds exhausting. Yeah, I like yeah. talking shit and I like being a piece of shit sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. You judge someone and then they prove you wrong. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have judged him. Yeah. Wait, wait. Back to the USC thing. No, because all it was... Was it just like all everyone was just pretentious? Was it like that? Because I heard NYU's like yeah. that too. It wasn't everyone, um, but there is this overwhelming sense. Well, USC is like a studio film school, mm-hmm. so it's training you to work with like Marvel and the studio That's system. Crazy. You know, to like work in that system. Uh, it doesn't really celebrate independent ideas or artistic filmmaking. Like yeah. it's it's very much like by the numbers. And that's why it's still one of the best. Um, so it brings a certain type of person is attracted to that school, like you know, a blockbuster-minded oh. Steven Spielberg yeah. worshiping. Which I love Spielberg, but it's like that's the kind of like commercial filmmaking rather than what could film be. It doesn't need to be like this, yeah. you know, binary thing. It can be anything. Um, so, but I think that being said, there. USC has a habit of taking, uh, you know, they're a private school, so they they rely on donorship money from people. Mm -hmm. They rely on donors. And so people in Hollywood that are big, if they want their kid or their cousin to get into USC, they just donate a high amount of money. They got into trouble with this a few years ago with the whole scandal. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, which I thought was weird that she was getting in trouble 
because I'm like, this existed when I was in school. Yeah. It's just she got caught. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like a fall person. Exactly. Know, like, yeah. yeah. But there were people, you know, um, one of the Walmart heiresses, Walmart right down the street, um, paid her roommate to take all of her tests. And they like named a school after her. Well, like they named like a a, a building after her and they took it away once they found that out. So that was at USC or that was like that was USC. Yeah. I mean, USC, we used to have Brian Singer was went to USC and he was like on the masthead. And they took his name off because he was he was raping all this young boys from X-Men. Brian Singer's a rapist. Is that what he's known for? You didn't know that? No. Wait, wait, wait. What is who's Brian Singer? So Brian Singer. He's a director. Uh-huh. He did um, The Usual Suspects and X-Men. Yeah. Oh, and um, he's a predator. And he got canceled, but he somehow was able to... It didn't permeate the public, like the mind's yeah, I mean, eye. I, I, don't think I, I don't think I heard that yeah. at all. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when yeah. I went to school, there we I would always hear... There was a cinema floor in one yeah. of the buildings. I didn't room there, but... Um, he would come to that floor and like pick up young boys film students and then bring them back to his like hey come with me and come to my mansion and then i'm gonna come on your face (laughs) did you go I no, I never. I, I might have. Why do you think I'm a director now, bro? <laughs> I might have gotten no. Uh, but I heard about those rumors way back, and then you know I heard about Kevin Spacey way back in the day also, and they were friends, obviously. And I don't know, it was a rumor, but I heard that they used to get like a yacht and they would go into the ocean where like maritime law. I don't know what the rule is, but. I guess wait, wait, can, Kevin Spacey would bring boys on a boat. Spacey and Singer. fucking Singer, and yeah, they would take, they would, they would leave the protection. Whoa! To do, insane. I wonder how many bodies are yeah. under that sea. I also yeah. wonder how they discover each other. Be like, did you just look at him too? At parties, oh, yeah. Real? But like, yeah. what's how that connection? Bring, how do you bring that up in conversation? Yeah. Like at party, probably parties. I mean, look. Without getting into it, yeah, this, this business is fucked up you know there's like there's people that are willing i don't believe in the whole thing of like selling your soul to the devil i think Mm -hmm. it's an allegory for like compromising your morals in order to get that thing that you want yeah people always talk about um weinstein and the women that he you know raped and abused Mm -hmm. but nobody ever talks about the actors and actresses that have never spoke up that are you know I heard about selling tickets. Yeah. Who out there, you're telling me all the ones that didn't make it are the ones speaking out? Yeah. Yeah. They're never going to say anything. Because I remember there was like a compilation of people thanking Weinstein in their like Oscar speeches. Yeah. I was like, whoa. They did it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Weinstein's like the fall guy. Like, there's definitely that shit's going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think at least just like with the exposure of it all, like people have taken a step back from it and I realize that like there's no, they probably ramped up. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all talking now? <laughs> <laughs> like this shit has been going on since the birth of Hollywood and yeah. it's been going on before that. I mean, you know, it's, just it's power. sick. Yeah, it's just yeah. power. It's power and control. And um, I mean, more things will, of course, will come out. And yeah. I remember always... you told me about an actor that he did something and then those allegations came out an actor yeah you know 
I don't want to say it. Yeah, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> but I was like, no way. And you're like, yeah. And then a month later, I'm like, oh, yeah, way. And then it came out? <laughs> yeah, and then it came out. I want to know. Okay, wait, wait. Don't switch the camera. Okay, keep the camera on, on Rick. Okay. I'm going to mouth it. What? Aldous <laughs> is now wait, drawing it. I'm drawing it. Okay. I can't okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing a flip. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, no. I, your that, cursive's you, fucked you, up. That's not cursive. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, wait, okay. Oh, wait, I went to Jared. Okay, sorry. Okay. okay. Are, wait, no, no, are, you, you don't even know. I, I, I read your lips. Your lips? Yeah, I know, oh, I know what you're read, talking about. Do the lips again. Box? No. Two words. They're letters. They're, Two letters. They're letters. They're letters. They're letters. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Two words. <laughs> yeah. Beetle. Juice. Book. Storybook. Wait, you gotta say the name. On Storybook Sky. <laughs> One life to live. Beard. I wish I could show. Wait, can I show? Oh. <laughs> He's reading a book. Me. One book. What book? Well, what book? Oh. The Bible. Oh, Bible. <laughs> going the long way. <laughs> You're going the longest possible. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll start over. We'll start over. No, I know. You know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just came to me. I got it. I got Fuck it. that guy. Are I know you what you're talking about. Did I, did I, did I, was I any good? It was slowly coming. Okay. I finally like understood all the pieces. I got it when you said Bible. I yeah. Was like, okay. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Did you oh, cut that out? Or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's done? No. <laughs> oh. I don't think so. I mean, look at, um, what's his name? Chris Brown. Like he's, they're oh, yeah. still making music videos with yeah. him. Yeah. He beat the shit out of Rihanna. There's been, there's yeah. been so many other things too about him. Like, yeah. It's yeah, just like, and then crazy. R Kelly went for a really long time where he, nothing happened to him. That's yeah. true. And he well, was, I, mean, I feel like I, I only had heard recent, at least when all that shit hit the fan, like with all that, like where he got, was actually getting indicted and everything. Like, were you hearing yeah. stuff? Like, was there stuff before that and everything? Yeah. I mean, those tapes came out like over 10 years no, ago. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Crazy. It was like a tape of him peeing on a 14 year old girl. You, you hear that one story about it was like Destiny's Child. I think it was Beyonce's mom. I think they were somewhere. They were somewhere like at some party, and they were young. They were underage. Yeah. And I think it was it was like a, it was like one or two in the morning. And R. Kelly's like, "Yo, like let's come back to the studio and like let's make some music at two in the morning." And Beyonce's yeah. mom was like, "No, no." That was the weird bro. thing about Weinstein because you heard about four a.m. meetings in hotels, yeah, and that's insane. I mean, and how did you not know? You I'm not not have... saying. I'm just. I mean, look, if someone invited you to a hotel at yeah. 4 a.m., what are you, you're going to yeah. think sex. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why? Absolutely. That doesn't make any sense. We're all, yeah. we all, we're all smart. Mm -hmm. We know what's going on. But that's the thing. Like in Hollywood land, it's like people want that thing. Some people want it so bad. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just completely. But then you got to think, like when you're older. I imagine that shit comes back to haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just are a complete sociopath and you have no feelings. Yeah. Which I think a lot, sure a lot. I think a lot of people like, at the top are sociopaths. I think they are. Yeah. 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 They're definitely. I mean, I think there's a reason they get there is like by stepping on a bunch of people too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, they have no feelings. There's yeah. no feelings of empathy. And, yeah. 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 So that's kind of. We know kinda... someone. Mm. Yeah. Who? Yeah. No, we know someone. We've had a talk, but. 
We'll talk about it later. We'll give it later. We've done too much. <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> Wait, is there anything you would do to climb up? Like, Me? A, yeah, like I'll touch it. Like, <laughs> like what's what's yeah. something where like? Ooh, that's like would you right? answer yeah, that, Rick? So, so let's no, say. like what would you do? <laughs> you're, oh, you say don't answer you're, that. Your feature you're you're film, two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, you get most creative control. It's not worth it to me. Really? No. This is like. What if he's fucking... like just finger my butt? Just no. <laughs> no, because I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna forever. Forever. Yeah. I'm gonna know that my butt mm. got fingered. No, no, no. You're no, fingering you, their butt. You do the finger. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking guys. <laughs> Bring the budget in. <laughs> I. Uh, I wouldn't do anything that like crossed any kinds of like line you know like there's compromises yeah. yeah so like when you're doing a commercial or anything you know i imagine when you're working on a studio film you have to you know if the studio wants this particular person to be in your film yeah otherwise the budget's not going to get made mm -hmm. then it's like okay i have to cast daniel day lewis like yeah i don't want to work with him but i gotta cast i'm not yeah. saying, i'm just hypothetical um and that i know of directors that have made big studio films that have had to work with not their first choice yeah. in order to get the movie made and then Dang. it was a horrible experience for yeah. them but they got the movie filmed so like in that i understand that's yeah. part of the business but when it comes to like you know you want to get this movie made we want to see your allegiance you got to come out in the backyard and you gotta you know you gotta put a bullet in the maid's head is that fun I don't know. Oh, okay. I was Where's like, the where is she? <laughs> She's about to be dead. She's not getting that movie with her. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, 10% Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> now someone doesn't have a mom. But going back to the fingering of the butt. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it probably doesn't happen in the way of like, you have to finger my butt in order to get this $200 million movie made. Yeah. It's probably more like implied, like yeah. I'm gonna go out on some dates, you know, get the wine flowing, and then I'm gonna put the finger in the butt, mm -hmm. and then the that'll you know, hopefully lead to getting yeah. the call. I mean, the whole town is built on relationships. Yeah. yeah. So if you put your finger in enough butts, eventually someone's gonna like it. Yeah. They're gonna bring you in, and that's how you're gonna get your movie made. Yeah. That's that, how fellas? you get lit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wait. But, how since you've like known people from like USC, how have you? How often do you see someone nicest person ever, but as they climb to the top, they just become like a sociopath and like power hungry? I Does that think, happen, or do people stay who they were? I think you're born with that that thing that's wrong with you, yeah. you know. And I think that well, that's kind of who you are. I think it's one of those things though, because people are really good at concealing it, though. So I feel like as they rise, yeah. like it may kind of like they may stop concealing it and just kind of showing you like their true colors. I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you see that? Or uh, not really. I have not seen that. It feels, it's, you know, life is very long. So yeah. you see people get opportunities out the gate and then it's like, where are they now? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. It's it's very hard to sustain. And then people later in life will get opportunities. It's just like, it's all different waves. But I don't think that you need to be that way to, I think the majority of people working in the film business are not like that yeah yeah i think they're they're like us like they have hearts they have empathy if they see someone that is hurting they feel for them 
you know, they want to do the right thing, of course. I think it's just a, a small group of people that are, like, sick. Yeah. But yeah. that is with all industries, yeah. you know, the medical industry and the politicians especially. Yeah. I think politicians probably, you probably have a higher percentage of psychopaths yeah. and sociopaths that are in politics because mm -hmm. that's just pure power. Yeah. I mean, politics politics are very similar to hollywood except like they're ugly you know <laughs> they're not uh, good looking yeah um but yeah i don't know you know have you seen any of like the upfront like like you're working with somebody and you find out like they were doing like some such shit like his butt's getting fingered <sighs> no not, um, not your, yeah like or like like they're, like they're the ones yeah i guess yeah i'm sorry that was just confusing <laughs> i can't think of anyone <laughs> i'm trying to like wrap my head around it. yeah i mean yeah, there's yeah, I've I've seen some. Mm -hmm. It's more just like sleazy behavior, yeah, more yeah. than like anything that's like Weinstein level. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just more like I've seen people use their power to get women or yeah. to flex, and but it's like that's shit I saw in high school, yeah. like yeah. you know jocks using it. It's like the same kind of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah, yeah, there's um. It's interesting, the whole idea of like being a sociopath and that drawing you to the profession of, because like from an acting point of view, it's like you really have to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe a sociopath is like yeah. a better actor. Yeah. Because then they can like, because they're pretending all the all time. The time. Yeah. And now they can, you know. Like really let it shine. It's like uh, Barry. You've ever seen Barry? Yeah, Barry. Mm. If, that was such a great show. Was that yeah. end good? What do you think? Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. I remember you told me after you're like kind of disappointed. I mean, I think like no matter, it's just impossible to land like you're building up. There's so many expectations. Yeah. That a show builds like within your mind. It's like Seinfeld or Sopranos or yeah, anything. It's never. But Breaking Bad did had a great ending. Yeah, it was a really yeah. good one. Yeah. Wait. So what are signs of um when you see someone wants to collaborate with you? What's a red flag where you're like, oop, nope, I'm not gonna work with you. Um, whether that be like a pay job or just like for fun a red flag if someone well I think it's just preference like so for me I tend to shy away if people are too um, aggressive mm. like with ideas or like wanting to get things made like if it's too yeah if it's too aggressive I tend to just let something die or like back away because mm -hmm. i feel like it should be fun but it should never be like because usually like a sign of aggression from someone else is oh you need this more than i need this yeah. mm -hmm. and, like you have an agenda mm -hmm. that yeah I, I think yeah red flags of collaboration um i don't know i've collaborated a lot it, i usually don't i'm pretty gullible and naive in the sense that like i go into th I get excited and mm -hmm. I want it to be but I've had collaborative efforts in the past where it feels like you're are carrying more of the weight and then it becomes like you know what do you say when that happens um it just kind of eventually fizzles it's oh, not okay. like something that's that's said did any red flags come up when Aldous initially reached out to you 
No, there's four no, DMs in a row. There were no. <laughs> it was a lot of DMs. Uh, there was, we made it. <laughs> there was no red flags. I think when all this reached out, my apprehension was um, that I I no longer had like an office because I used to have this office in Hollywood for like six years, and I was working from home, and I was in like a weird creative space when you came, like where I wasn't. I like didn't know what to do with them, and I was like, Ugh. "Turn around." <laughs> <laughs> so I fingered him. Guess who got a job, baby? <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah. No, but I wasn't. There was no red flag. I didn't get. I've never gotten a red flag from all this. It's never been like, "Oh, this guy is gonna fucking." I don't know. Okay. He's gonna finger me when I'm not looking. <laughs> um, Guys, we got the movie. Yeah, but yeah, there was. I never had anything like that. But, you know, I always question, like, where do red flags come from? Like, when you feel, like, a red flag yeah. from someone. Like, what is that? Yeah, because sometimes, like, is this a red flag or am I just anxious right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Like, One know. thing I've been, like, learning to get better at is in my past, people would hit me up to collaborate or be in their thing to mm-hmm. act or something. And I would always go, like, yeah. And I would always say yes because I would I'd be flattered. And I'd be like, someone's thinking of me and I've got like issues with being validated. Mm-hmm. And so like that fueled that part of me that was like, oh, I feel good. And then and then I would like regret it and be like, I this script sucks or like I don't want to do this. Yeah. And uh, so now I have gotten really good at like not saying yes. I, I like to my instinct is always to say yes, but then I wait and then I think about it. And then, you know, if it, if I'm not feeling it, but I always wonder, like, am I not feeling it because I'm lazy or mm. because I'm not feeling it? Yeah. I think that too, because I'm like, am I, should I just push myself and do something even when I don't want to do it yeah. so I get those reps in? Or yeah. do I just honestly hate it right now? Because I think about that for stand up where yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to do it that bad. Yeah. And then I'm there, I'm like, fuck this. And like, get off stage, <laughs> I'm like, God, that was so fun. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, the, the before feeling always feels the same. Yeah. Whether like if I want to do it or if like I actually just There's always going to be resistance. Yeah. There was a actress that we cast for this commercial and she was an older woman and um, I didn't have enough older people in the ad. And so she was like the only older woman that we were going to see. Mm-hmm. So like she didn't know this, but she got the role without even auditioning. <laughs> And her audition was like so bad. She didn't take direction. And I was like, oh my God, this is, she got it, but it's going to (laughs) be. And I was like, I'm just going to put her in the corner and give her something that she doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. And I was like warning the client and agency about it. Like she's not the best, just heads up. And then some stuff happened with casting due to internal politics where we had to suddenly make her like the hero of the spot yeah and she's supposed to do this thing where she's <laughs> screaming and she does this physical gag and she fucking killed it oh, oh. and like everyone <laughs> laughed and like i remember walking away going i don't have any idea what's going on <laughs> <laughs> like, i have no idea yeah because right. things that i don't think are good yeah. suddenly become great and then things <laughs> that i think are 
great suck and so i don't know what i'm doing anymore <laughs> yeah i don't know i because i sometimes i can't trust my they're like trust your gut and yeah. i'm like your gut's i trusted wrong. it like, and they called me racist the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like, what do you i don't even know yeah i mean the only solace i have is like you know we're all gonna be dead one day and we'll forget all this so Damn. who you, you'll make mistakes and you won't and who gives a shit yeah just don't put your finger in someone's butt if they don't want it that's so real if they do want it then maybe maybe if you get a 200 million dollar marvel film maybe. how much would it be maybe. for you to finger someone for a movie what do like, you mean how much just like i'll be like hey finger my butt and i'll give you x amount of money minimum for the budget yeah <laughs> i thought we already established this <laughs> <laughs> it was two million minimum so two mil I said what was it how long do i have to finger the butt for um, until I, I come oh my God. <laughs> at least like a minute or two. Like. Can I wear gloves? No, no. Uh, but at least like they just deuced, so you're good. It wasn't a clean one though. It wasn't it? Well, yeah, it wasn't all the way deuced. How much Man. minimum? Shit. And like you feel it in your forearms. As long as I get like a fucking pump. my healthcare days. Okay. Whatever the minimum. Like, What's healthcare day minimum for DGA? Uh, it's like four days of work. So. Oh. In yeah. a quarter or a year? In a year. Oh, cool. So, so you, you get four days of work and you get healthcare for the year? If it's a commercial that is made or a piece of content that's made in America. Oh, so okay. like when I went to Spain, that doesn't that, count. That doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Do you get their healthcare? I don't get shit. Yeah. Oh. So we, <laughs> you got to fly over there. They're, like. di- they're different. The, the crew, like the crews work extremely hard. Like LA crews are a bit meh. <laughs> that's me. M- <laughs> I don't know if I could do that voice. Do it, man, that's I not, don't like that. I don't do that. <laughs> what is this? Lukewarm water? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Um, so, <laughs> but in Spain, they don't give a shit. They work really hard. And, you know, in America, if you're on a union job or any job really and you get close to, you know, the lunch break, you, you have to call lunch. They can call Grace. Which is like we're gonna call Grace, which they give you like five to ten minutes where you're not penalized. But the rules are every minute that you go over without eating lunch, that's costing production a shit ton of like overtime money. Yeah. Mm. And so, but in Spain, we had a re- really rough day, and I was like, we're getting close to lunch though. They're like, this is Spain, no one gives a shit. So we like, <laughs> we're not even getting paid. Yeah, it was, like, it was nice, and like we went over. Um, yeah, I don't know how much money it would cost. Oh. To uh, you know how much you guys got? What if they give you like a, like a blank check? Like you write whatever amount. What would that be? Um, like check, just write ten thousand dollars. You just finger a butt. <laughs> I mean, if it's any amount, I'm gonna put like a hundred mil. But minimum. Minimum. Minimum you'd take yeah. for a budget or for my rate. For the budget. And the age of the butthole. <laughs> and the what? Age of the butthole. What do you mean the age like of? You gotta choose how old the person, the person is. is that you're, that's a lot of choice oh. I had. <laughs> we were a, a multiple choice type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or a choose your own adventure type of podcast. I think like I could make something really fun for ten million. Yeah. You know? Okay. But, but for a male, if they're like just put your finger. That's the thing. It's consensual. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, they're asking. I have to make sure Hillary was okay with it, you know. Oh, that's okay. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, we'll do two wrong. takes. If Hillary says no, do a different number. <laughs> 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 this isn't out yet. <laughs> 
You guys really want me to get be on camera? Yeah, yeah. saying I would <laughs> drop in pants after this. Fucking finger a butt. Gay, <laughs> gay. <laughs> it's tough, man, to, to make stuff. You know, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's true. If in Spain, because I know it's like this in the Philippines. If you're a white man, you're instantly like, "Whoa, you're famous!" Like, "Wow, Ted's turn." Is it like that in Spain? Nah, oh. not really. I mean, I did. Barcelona is interesting because it's very multicultural. It feels like L.A. Oh, it's a very gosh. European city. It's Catalan, so um, they have a whole different language. You know? Oh, what? Uh, they don't speak Spanish? Uh, it's different. It's oh. like, you know, when they say Barcelona, they, they say Barcelona, Ibiza. They just Ibiza. Lift. Oh. They got a lift. And it's, uh, it's, it's a different culture. It's oh. not, they were fighting for their independence years ago. You oh. know, they wanted to become independent of Spain. Um, so they're they're That's different crazy. people, and I thought they were very nice. Like I never, I would roam the streets late at night. I bike ride. I never felt afraid. Oh, that's cool. Like that, I don't have this. There's a fear in L.A. Yeah, you know? yeah. you're like, oh, am I gonna get? Yeah, someone's gonna throw shit at me or something. Or yeah. Yeah. what's gonna happen? I didn't get that over there. Um, there are muggings. I have a fun story uh, about being over there. There was a moment that it did get a little sketchy. In Barcelona, uh, my point I was gonna make was in Madrid, they're strictly they're span they're Spanish, so um, they're Bastilian Spaniards. They're I don't know if I can go on record. There's a bit of a I don't know if they like the Catalan people. I think oh. there is a bit of a cultural clash between yeah. the both of them. Oh wow! Because I remember saying like I love the people in Barcelona, and then they're like, "What? They're so mean." I'm like, "Well, they're not mean to me. People were very nice to me." I was in Barcelona and there's like a, it's like their central park, right? And uh, it's pretty. It's like this giant park with like lakes and architecture and everyone goes in there and they play music and it's packed with people and life. So I decided to go on a long walk and it was around 11 p.m. And I walk into the park and I'm talking to my dad and uh, I find like an area, like a dark area of the park and I'm like pacing around. I walked in, it was packed. So we have a long talk and it's 1230 and I hang up and I decide to leave. I have to go back to my hotel and I walk through the park and there's no one in the park. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Everyone left. And then I got to the gate because it's all enclosed, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, with these giant gates and the gate was locked. Damn. And I was like, oh, okay. They locked the gate. There must be like an emergency exit for people like me. So... <laughs> I see this guy in the distance. He's like 100 feet away. I'm like, oh, he's probably like me. I better go talk to him. Oh my and I walk up to him and I get closer. And I was like, uh, hey, do you know, uh, are you lost? How do I get out of here? And he goes, you have to jump over the fence. There's like a 15 foot high fence. <laughs> and I went, what? They locked it up. And then he goes back to his tent in the park because he's a homeless guy. Oh. And he was living there. And so I went, oh, fuck, he's not, he wants to be here. Like, it's a safe space. So I got a little worried, and I walk, you know, away from him, and then I see these two guys walking near me, and I was like, I should maybe ask them how to get out of here. But then I had this feeling like I shouldn't ask them, because if I tell them that I'm stuck in here, I'm fresh, I'm fresh meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're going to fuck me. (laughs) So... I I didn't say anything to them and I walked through the park and then two dudes like started whistling it like cat calling me and then I started getting worried because I'm like where the fuck is the exit yeah. all the gates were locked up 
And I knew if I jumped the fence, I'd break my fucking arm. And I was scared. And I remember like a couple days prior to this, I was like looking at my gut in the mirror of the hotel. And I'm like, I'm getting fucking fat. Because I was eating like tapas <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. And I was like, damn, my gut is huge. <laughs> and I had that thought like run into my head. So I'm walking at, I go to the end of the park, hoping to find an official. There's no, they just lock the fucking wow, park that's up. that's crazy. They don't give a shit. And it's yeah. like Mad Max. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no yeah, law in here. Yeah. And so I remember no thinking Barcelona was so safe. But in that moment, I got scared. I see a guy, it looks like a security guard. It's not. It's a sanitation guy, and he's just outside of the fence, and he's with his buddy. And this sanitation guy had the biggest fucking gut I've ever seen. <laughs> this will make sense in a second. And I'm like, what? How do I get out of here? And he spoke no English, and they start making fun of me. And they're, like, looking at their watch. And I understood that they said 7 in the morning. That's when they opened the yeah. gates. And I was like, shit. And I remember just thinking, I can't. I don't want to call my producer. I don't want to alarm them like the stupid director got locked in the park. <laughs> So he tells me, he remembers, and he goes, he's like motioning me to go to the end of the fence. And I follow him, and there's like a gap, like an eight-inch gap. And he's telling me like through body language to go through. And I went, you? And he's like, oh, and he like grabs his belly and he shakes it. Because <laughs> he's like, there's no way that he could get through it. But he's like, maybe you could. And I remember thinking, I didn't believe in myself at that moment. I was thinking I was too fat. I couldn't get in. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try. And I got through... Like I was able to wedge my way through and then he starts cheering and his buddy's <laughs> cheering and I'm cheering and I remember thinking, I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full circle moment from last part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, that's true. What? We, we, we were asking each other like how fat, like what's like the fattest we've ever been. Oh yeah. I was like, how we just close out the last pod. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking about the last episode of Rick where oh, he yeah. like fell. Yeah. What was it? No. You, 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 no, no, you were drunk. You tried to steal PS4. Oh, the PS4 oh, controller. Yeah. Yeah. I got my rib broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was what was the time span of that whole lap around the park? That's crazy. They don't really do an announcement. I was stuck yeah. in there for an hour. Wow. And I remember I had to be up early the next day. And I remember thinking, I'll just sleep. I'll sleep near the front gate where there's light. <laughs> just in case, like, anyone tries to come up on me. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. But. Yeah. And uh, and I'll just get up in the morning and then go back to my... And I wasn't going to tell anyone. I was just going to wear the shame. <laughs> in the park. I told the producer afterwards. She's like, you should have texted me. But I'm like, what would you yeah, have done? You like, I don't want to make you panic. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, so. yeah that, that happened to me once, but it was not 15 feet high. Oh, right. Really? I just had to, like, it was just at some park. I just had to jump over the fence. Yeah. But it's crazy because like, they don't say shit. Like, you're yeah. just, no, like, they just... You're just stuck. Yeah. yeah, that was the weird thing. They just mm -hmm. lock you up. Yeah. And then, and then you realize... This park is alive. There are a yeah. lot of people that are living here. That's crazy. That's fun. And, uh, you know, and I got a little scared because yeah. I was like, anything could happen. Yeah. But nothing did. You know. okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. Well, so how, how long were you in? How long were you over there for? I was there for almost a month. And then, so how does it work when, like, when, with your rate and everything for pre-production? Well, the way commercial directing works is it's all based on your shoot days. Okay. So if it's, if it's one shoot day, that's it. You get a day rate based on the one shoot day, yeah. which means you're going to be in prep less. It means okay. that you'll probably be there for a week, yeah. you know, and then a week of post. So really your day rate is, yeah, so the more days the shoot is, the more prep you have. Mm -hmm. But I did a shoot, I did a three-day shoot in Toronto and it was only 10 days in Toronto. This was long. Yeah. So what I learned about working in uh, the European markets is the directors are way more involved, uh, especially in post-production. In America, traditionally, when you finish a commercial, 
you, if you're lucky, you get one day with the editor uh, to do your cut and then they come in and take over and that's yeah. it. And then you don't hear about it until it's finished. Yeah. Um, but in Europe, they want, you're expected to, they, they put me on a train after the shoot to Madrid for five days to work on the edit. We wow. work on the edit for three days in a row with an editor. And then next week, I'm going to have a week of waking up at 6 a.m. to work with them remotely on their cut. Yeah. You know, so it's rough because you don't get paid for that. Damn. You don't get paid for the edit and you don't get paid for the prep. So yeah. if you really break down all the hours that you do, it's, you know, so, but is, is I'm a it, sandwich artist. Is yeah. it <laughs> is it your rate though? Like, do you tell them like this is my rate as a director, or like no, do, do they, they make it for you? They tell you. Okay. So, Europe is less than America. Yeah. The rates, all the budgets are less. Someone told me they're like take for European markets, take what you would get in America for a total budget and remove a zero. So Damn. you're always working. Whoa. You're always working with with less money in Europe. Um, but that being said the creative is yeah. really good yeah, so like they take a bit more risks at least for me like yeah. when it comes to comedy they're a little riskier in terms of like the concept and um so i, I like that i mean I, I know there's a lot of great american agencies that take risks but i, yeah. I haven't worked with them yet you know so um but yeah it's uh it's 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 lower budget mm -hmm. um you get a lower rate and uh but that's why you try to get days you yeah. want to try to ideally get a job that you know is more than a day you yeah. know a lot of comedy ends up being like one one shoot day which yeah. is tough because yeah. the one day jobs are probably the worst because you're doing so much work to prep for one day and yeah. you're just getting paid for that one day yeah so really it's like yeah as a director you don't really have a say it's like do you want the job or not yeah but like when you see like if you're on instagram and you see a commercial director uh and they're posting on instagram stories and they're trying to make you feel bad and they're writing like day one of 10 they just made their whole fucking year yeah like with a 10 day shoot yeah which no one should be doing right now. They shouldn't be writing day one of ten with the strike going on. Wait, what do you mean? Right, they get their year. I'm saying you're 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 gonna make on a ten day job. You're not gonna have to work for the rest of the year if you don't want to. Oh wow! You're getting paid that much money. How like are you able to like talk about like rates and stuff? Like um yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> yeah yeah you don't. You don't I think like at the minimum like commercial directors like mm -hmm. starting out like. 10k a day is kind of that's crazy like the minimum, minimum yeah. Oh, wow. but yeah i know directors that are seasoned they're probably making like 35k a day 40k a day yeah Dang. so you do like a 10 day job and you have 400,000. but it's a lot of work yeah. i mean it sounds attractive right it's like yeah. wow that's a lot first of all you're paying the government a third of that yeah. you know yeah. if you Taxes. are a tax paying yeah. citizen what if you're not in california um, is, it, is it tax relief? Well, federal, federal government. Oh, federal. So, yeah. oh, okay. I always think about that. Like, if I do a three-day job, I'm like, one of these days is Doesn't for yeah. Ukraine. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, it, it. When I first started doing commercials, like legit commercials, three years ago, um, you know, you find out like the day rate, and you're like, whoa, because you're so used to 
like hustling and eating yeah. shit. And then, yeah, it's like it's attractive yeah. and it's definitely worth it. But then when you get into it yeah. and the amount of work, you know, you're it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's 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 like a yeah. lot of work. I've seen all the pitches you do and then they don't even give you. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing with the culture is like um, and I think this needs to be changed, but directors don't get paid to write treatments. So yeah, the way that it works is um, typically it's a triple bit bid process. Yeah. So you have three different production companies um, presenting three different directors. So like the company that I'm with, they'll never put up two directors on the same job. Yeah. They can't. So, you know, the job comes in and I'm being called. I'm the only one at that company going forward. And then I'm pitching against typically two other directors, no more than two other. Some Usually it might be a double bid, so me and one other person. Um, so you end up, you have to ideate. You have to take their idea and make it better. That requires a lot of time because you have to use your imagination. You have to think, and then you have to write. Then you have to write a treatment, and treatments are typically eight to 10 pages in a Google Doc. And then you have to work with a designer to imagery and you're building a deck, like generally a 35 to 50 page PDF document that is essentially a visual contract. It's telling the agency and the client, this is how I will execute your idea. So on one hand, it's really great because once you get the job, it's ready to go. It, they can't say some shit like change all this. They yeah. will change stuff, but for the most part, they know your vision because yeah. that's cool. what they bought you on. And they had to sell you to their client and internally so it's already done so it's a contract the shitty thing about it is if you don't get the job you don't get anything yeah. so if you do get the job you book the job you make your days if you don't get it you don't get shit yeah. you just get another mark on your fucking armor that says you 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 know you spent two weeks and you didn't get paid for it yeah that's now insane. what's crappy about it and it's no fault of any particular company it's just the culture and I, I do think it should change is the treatment designers the ones pulling the imagery and doing the layout they all get paid if i choose to hire a writer the writer gets paid this is all through the company that's like that you're pitching to like the company you? will pay yeah because they're investing in you because if you win the job they stand to make a lot of money yeah now the agency they will usually get a stipend from the client but it never trickles back down to the director that's yeah. crazy so yeah we do a lot of free work and we do a lot of and it hurts man like yeah. you spend two weeks on a job i pitched on a fucking job and it would have been a seven day shoot uh right after this one and i was the reco so what that means is like you're an escrow you know like they want you and the company decided at the last minute that they didn't want to spend the marketing dollars because uh, of the recession. Mm. And it's just like you engaged with me and with us to do this. We've already paid people. You just wasted, you wasted our time. Yeah. And it's not the agency's fault. It's the client. The client, they, you know, they don't know what they want or they, yeah. they fuck up. But yeah, I think in the future, I, I've, I would like to advocate for directors getting paid even yeah. like even a thousand bucks is yeah. something, Yeah, you know, and it should come out of the budget from the agency. The agency should to engage with the company. Yeah. The problem is there are so many people that want this, you know, yeah. so many people that want to do this job 
And especially now in a recession where money is tight, like people are willing to put in the free work and be okay with not getting anything if it doesn't work out. But I got to say, when it does work out and you do get the call that they want you, it's the greatest dopamine rush you've ever gotten. It's like drugs. So good. Because then it's like, okay, cool. We're going to do this. But there is a sense of like, fuck. Because yeah. you know yeah. how much work it's about to be. Literally, the next day, it's like yeah. you're in, you're on calls, and that's it. You're yeah. off to the races. Is it like, eight, like what, like 16 hour days, would you say? It's not so much that. It's just, there's a lot of. Like you have to be on. You're just like, you're on. But I have to say, what I did really enjoy about being in Barcelona for the job. Barcelona is such an inspiring city. Have so you guys nice. been? I haven't been. Oh. Never, no. Been to Spain? No, oh, it's the best. Really? Never know. You'll go one day. It's yeah. great. Backpack. It's awesome. Say less. Cool. Um, but being in Barcelona has such like a rich history and the architecture is just so inspiring and the people are like full of life. And so when I'm there, I'm like two weeks of prep. Mm-hmm. So like in my free time, when I get it at the end of the day, I'm like roaming around I'm looking at stuff sick. and then I noticed like things that I was seeing were like inspiring ideas. So I like take a photo of something and I send it to my production designer and be like, let's put, put like a security camera that looks like this outside the window. And then we had a, we had a character doing a sketch in their like notepad and I went to a Picasso museum and I saw his early work and I was like, I like the lines. And I took a photo of that and I went, I want the thing to look like this. Yes. So like you're, you're working, but like you're, it's, Fun work. It's yeah, not it's so like, cool. yeah. The actual work work. My least favorite thing in commercials and in filmmaking is uh, auditions and callbacks. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is like really emotionally draining. Why? Like, cause like, like the, like the judgment of people and like having to like let people down and everything. It's a lot of energy. It's a yeah. lot of callbacks are the worst because yeah. like auditions, they sent me 500 people to look yeah. at. Oh my God. So I'm like going through. And when I first started doing commercial directing, I was like, I got to give every actor their time because I know what it's like to be an actor and you do yourself up and you do your audition. But then when you get through 80 of them and you've got only so many hours of the day, you just start going, Nope, Nope, Nope. And you're like, no, you're the wrong face or your voice is off or like, and you start becoming a judgmental piece of shit, but you know, it helps you to know what you do want. Cause you're like, that's not what I want. But the callbacks are really emotionally taxing. Yeah. Because it's like callbacks, People, actors that are showing up for a callback, they're getting, they think that they're close, which they are, to getting the role. And it's your opportunity to, a callback to me is like, that is the opportunity to make sure that they can do exactly what they just did in the audition, but can they take direction? Mm -hmm. And so what I like to do in a callback is give them direction that I won't necessarily use on the shoot, but I just want to see if they listen to me. And like, if they do what I say, because when you're doing a commercial or any kind of studio film, I imagine I haven't done a studio film yet, but I imagine it's the same level of like, there's no time to fuck around. There's no time to waste. So they have to perform immediately. Like you have to be a pro and do exactly what you're told. And if you have a very small direction, you have to be able to deliver that because it's amazing to me how many actors and callbacks, like you give them direction and they do the same exact thing and they don't take the direction 
and then I just go, oh, you're done. You know, unless they're an older woman and I need them. (laughs) And I'm like, you've got the part. (laughs) But I think it's just emotionally taxing because callbacks are typically, they're all day. There's no break usually. And if you do have lunch, it's 20 minutes. And they come into the room and they're full of life and you have to match. You want to match. You don't want to be a piece of shit. You want them to do their best. So you have to be, you have to have that energy every time and like, thank you so much. And then it gets... I used to do all the talking, but now I let the casting director do everything. And then I'll step in after they set them up. I'll be like, can you try this or do this again and whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Do you you get paid for that or no? No. So you only get paid for your, your days. So if there's a shoot for great value, purified drinking water, and they're telling me in the budget, they only have three shooting days. We're going to shoot three days. So, my day rate, I get a day rate. It's a locked-in day rate. And so I know that I'm going to get that day rate times three. But all the prep, all the work that you do, it's all included. That's why with a director, the day rates are high. Like when you start out, it's like ten grand a day. It's high because it's, it's factoring in all the hours. I don't know who the fuck figured out yeah. this fucking math. Or yeah. like it does make sense when you go into it. You're like, okay, yeah. Because like a four-day shoot is going to have a lot more prep, a lot more stuff to go over, planning. A one-day shoot is going to be quick, you know. Some people get lucky and, you know, there's like a shoot where there's no prep. It's just like a money job. And I know there are direct – I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for like just a money job where you don't share it and it's just like you go in and just get it done. How often do you walk away from a job and you're like, I got ripped off working that? I never – I haven't felt that. Um, No, yeah, I'm – I really am super grateful to be able to do this after, you know, struggling, getting in, you know, uh, to be able to do it for years. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think that about, you know, other things, not production company or the job, more like inflation and the fact that my olive oil used to be $6 and now it's $7.50. Yeah. You know, why is it $7.50? Guess how much that water was? Fucking a lot, I bet. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I think yeah. four bucks, not bad. I don't know. I didn't four buy bucks it. for a couple. I think yeah. It, the price <laughs> went down when it sat in my car. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. Good going. Wait, so before, so would you say you kind of made? Like, do you feel like you made it right now, or what is? Because you still have that drive, but is it like a hell yeah, I'm in a good place? Yeah, I feel really. I feel. I mean, yeah, you always want to be doing more, and you want yeah. to be working more, but. Yeah, no, I feel very extremely grateful to be with the people I'm with right now and got the opportunity. I mean, for me, it was it was the pandemic that kind of changed my my life. That's cool. That's cool. Like so we met you right before that. Yeah, isn't that it's crazy? Wild. You're doing and I met you. I know it's insane. What do you I, mean, what do you mean by the pandemic like changing your life? Like it just gave you more opportunity? But you it, popped off during the pandemic. There was like um, I'd always been making my own stuff like. Mm-hmm always would go back and make my own sketches with my buddy John or yeah. by Man. myself. Four episodes you know. ago, check it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. He came on. He's so yeah. funny, dude. Yeah. John's hilarious. <laughs> He's the man. But like, I'd always been making my own shit, but I was always hustling. I like DIY, you know, made an indie film that I shot in 2013. We put it out in 2018. Took forever. I, you know, got close to having shows at adult swim and then things would fizzle. And so I was not like quite in it yet. And I met with production companies in 2019 for commercials and they were like, 
come back to us when you're not you. You know what I mean? Like they don't give you any advice. They just yeah. don't want to work with you because they think there's something wrong with you because yeah. no one else. It's all about being vouched for and vetted. Yeah. Dang. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was a struggle. And then during the pandemic, I come from a DP background, so I own a lot of camera gear and lenses and I know how to DIY. I know how to do it myself. Yeah. And I, so like any job prospects that I had were immediately vaporized. Hillary, my girlfriend, is a writer, and so her job went remote. So she was working more than she's ever worked. So I felt like a piece of shit because I'm like, I got nothing like going on. And uh, I just started, I just simply started, I made like one sketch about, it was like the how to properly wash your hands. And it was right when the pandemic kicked off. And it was like, I'm teaching you how it's like very informative. And I'm talking to the camera and I'm like, lather up, you know, wash the hands 30 seconds count, say the happy birthday song when you're washing your hands. And then the final step is to put your hands in the garbage disposal. <laughs> so you don't have any hands. And I posted it and it like did really fucking well, like better than any video I've ever made. Mm -hmm. And then I made another thing and it did really well. And people started messaging me being like, Oh my God, thank you so much. I needed this. It's so hard out there. And random strangers were like, thanking me and so that i remember there i had this light bulb moment i was like that's right like nobody in la is collaborating right now because no one we're all locked in like no one is breaking the rules yeah you know i'm sure people were but no one was like doing it and putting content out yeah. so i was like i know how to do everything i know how to write and shoot and act and direct so i'm gonna like i'm gonna take the spotlight right now i knew that there was like i had attention on me because it a lot i made stuff alone before but no one really gave a shit yeah. and i feel like it now it was like whoa he's doing stuff there's no one helping him it's just yeah. him so that shifted my it got me back in touch with like the reasons why i am a filmmaker and why i love it so much because yeah. I, I used to always rush my own stuff like i'd like try to get it done as quickly as possible and i had the whole day to myself nothing was going on yeah and i'd be like i'm gonna take my time i'm gonna like really try to find the best shot i'm gonna you know just really slow it down and have fun with this and yeah. then yeah there was like a huge like shift that happened and i got signed to a commercial company That's because i pitched i pitched a show to three networks during that time like um during like the height of the pandemic it was weird like all this like this big shift all the things that i wanted were suddenly there yeah. and exactly. it was just because i it was because of the pandemic, but it was also because I shifted my mindset into, um, I really wasn't expecting anything when I was making the work. I was like, I was just doing it because like it made me feel joy yeah. for myself. That's cool. And then I, I happened to be able to connect with people. That was nice too, but it got me. So yeah, if I ever get like down or I wonder why I'm doing this, I do remember that. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's that simple. That's you know, sick. just fucking like the reasons why you do what you do you know yeah. like you, you do stand up for you yeah like you're working some shit out yeah you know of course you want to let the racist thoughts out yes yeah you got some racist problems <laughs> and you need to let but i mean like that's why we all make work and we make art i mean that's why you guys do the podcast it's yeah. like you of course you want it to be heard and yeah we we want that but do we like is that a thing that's been planted in our mind because of this fucking capitalistic country we live in of like we need to have 
the mansion and the house. Like, yeah. I, I think you just social make... media. Yeah, social media made it like, we it's gotta fucked be up. the goat. Yeah, you we gotta, gotta be keep, the best. keep better yeah. and better and yeah. better and better. It's like, why can't you just... What's wrong with right now? Why can't... Yeah. That's yeah. so real. What's wrong with Ray now? We're not now? money right now, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> we made about like 22 hours. We got our Manscaped sponsorship. We got you our did? sponsorship. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. We got a, yeah. I think next episode we'll nice. have it by then. Hell yeah. You got the yeah. pube trimmer? We got the pube trimmer. Yeah. Yeah. You nice. still use yours? I can't wait. Yeah, I use, I use the one for my nose. Is it I good? Was, like, is it solid? The nose one's not bad, yeah. yeah. I what feel about like the I got, pubes one? The pubes one? I don't want to talk shit on you. Do you think they're going to watch this one? I use the pubes one. They're going to watch all of them. Why not? I don't okay. like cutting the pubes too short because then yeah. it like yeah now I'm a little irritated. boy yeah well not that uh -oh. have you ever used it like <laughs> have you ever used it on your ass I can't even I don't even know how to how would even do that have That's you why I think I need to get there I don't know if I've talked about it in here but I'm like I've gotten are you cool enough for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, did, you, did you get a feeling that I wasn't gonna be cool? well I just I don't know oh, no, I, well, I, I was almost Consent. feeling like like feeling judgment over here no like, there's no, no judgment talking about this like do you have a hairy ass I have a very hairy ass yeah, nice. and it's almost getting impossible to wipe now it's Whoa. like it's like your beard oh shit mm -hmm, yeah. it's that hairy mm -hmm. damn yeah I'll, I'll, I'll poor Alyssa yeah I'll show you out you gotta get do you have a bidet no but I've been hearing about that I got a girlfriend but but I, the, the thing with the bidet is like I don't have a bidet if I leave if I go poop somewhere like outside the house you know what I mean like BYOB get um <laughs> shit so it gets caught in yeah, the like damn. dingleberries and shit someone told me like the way we're designed biologically like our asshole makes no sense yeah. like we because yeah. other animals don't really need to wipe they take a shit and it's it just fine falls out. It just falls out yeah. but because of our anatomy mm -hmm. and our fucking ass cheeks there's so much <laughs> flesh and then hair it gets caught. I use... I have a theory. Uh, what? I think because I remember heard this in like AP Environmental Science. They would say that we're not supposed to be eating meat. We're only supposed to be eating like vegetables because like our teeth shows that we're like not supposed to be meat eaters. What about so the like our poop? We're omnivores though. I don't, know, I don't know the full theory yet. But so basically... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no, what I'm talking about, but listen to me out. <laughs> There's an article I read. <laughs> no, but like if you only eat vegetables, then the poo-poo smoother and then it won't really catch on. I feel like it would catch on right? more with the solid really? poo-poo. I thought it'd be like a Or with the smoother poo-poo. I don't know. Well, is, well what, how, is, how yeah, are your poops? Wait, oh yeah, wait a minute. Dylan's we got one. What? How are your show, poops? How's your poo-poos? My poops are great. No stuck to hair? Uh... No, not really. They kind of just slide up. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. crazy. It's one of the so benefits. my theory might be right. Huh. You don't need to shave your ass. So it's the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Meat. Get a bidet. They're 20 yeah. bucks. Okay, I think I'm going to go. They're yeah. cheap. There's like a, yeah, they're, you just, they're super easy to install. Mm -hmm. And then when I go out of town, like when I went to Europe, I, I use the, I get the wet wipes. Yeah, well, because like I can't you flush those. That's the only thing that scares me a little bit. What do you mean? You know, like, you're not supposed to flush them. I'm I in a hotel. Hate... I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I hate I hate leaving poop like poop things in the trash can, especially when it's visible. No, you dude, flush them. Dude, my grandma says you can't flush toilet paper. So when she comes over, she wipes and leaves it in that the trash. Shit. No <laughs> way. <laughs> She's not allowed to come over anymore. <laughs> that's bullshit, no, Fuck, that's too complicated. Yeah, the one from Jersey. 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 Yeah, that's what we people. do. That's your people. <laughs> that's what we that's do. Jersey. 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 Oh, let's go. No, let's go. <laughs> we don't wipe our ass and we got good let's pizza. Go. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, right, we, wet wipes, we, man. We gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Oh, yeah, sorry. What, what, what time is it? Shit. It's, we've been going for a, an hour and 11 minutes. Damn. 10 away? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, just getting started. Yeah, I really. Feel I can feel like I can talk to you all night. Yeah, cool. We, you guys go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I got a hotel 
If you want to meet me at 4 a.m. <laughs> you I got a finger yeah. Do you have a blank check? I didn't say that. I'm just, <laughs> wait, wait, just what's up? Final question. I feel like there's, do you have any final? I have a question. I have a Everyone give one final question okay. to Chief like, Rito. Like okay. um, Mr. Rick, uh, do you want kids one day? Mm. You want? Uh, I go back and forth with that. Mm. Yeah. I think I would be a really good dad. I think so. Thing, you raised me, like, dude. You raised I me raised in college. All this. You raised me, dude. So, yeah, it would be like, it would be tough. It, you know, because, yeah, the, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I have a dog, and that's difficult, Gosh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I would say, Aldis, can you come in the house, sit, and watch my kid? Like, yeah. That kid would be tight if he's smoking some <laughs> fatty bongs. <laughs> I, I go back and forth with the kid thing. Yeah. What is it at right now? It's I'm right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll have moments, you know. Where you're like, should I pull out? I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hillary. Sorry. <laughs> if this happens, she upset me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if it happened, I would completely embrace it. I wouldn't be like, no, my life's over. Yeah. I would be like, cool, this is cool. a new path. Yeah, new, new sketch side. partner. Yeah. New sketch partner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna exploit this kid. I'm <laughs> a fucking agent. <laughs> yeah. But I've I've never had that. Even since I was young, I've never been like, I'm gonna have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't have the paternal instinct but I, I think i would be a really good dad though yeah, yeah. that'd be cool yeah wait i want what's the lowest point you've had in your career where you're like i'm so close to quitting and then how'd you get out of it and what age where were you i mean i have that all the time oh <laughs> <laughs> oh no I have that existential crisis. no that's not true um i like mean i definitely go it was probably i i dp'd this uh commercial uh, cinematography. I did the cinematography for this director who like took himself way too seriously. He thought he was like James Cameron, but he wasn't. And he was a bad director. He didn't know how to give direction right. And he was just, he sucked. I would study him and be like, I'm not going to do this when I get the opportunity. And I was paid 800 bucks to come out with my red camera. I had a oh. red camera at the time. Which one? Uh, it was the red one oh, okay. and we did a commercial for, it was for women. It was for a pharmaceutical company for women that had ovarian cysts and they were explaining it was a trial medication. So they would send you this stuff to send back to them. Basically what they sent you was a container and, uh, their special pads and you would have to the women in their period, the pad would soak up and then you would place the used pad into the container until you got to 12 of them and then mailed that back to the company and they would they would test the samples. So anyway, there was a moment we were filming the scene and the, uh, the actress was describing, she was like squatting like in her bathroom setting and explaining how to pull the tampon out and put it. And I remember filming this <laughs> and then uh, the director went, "Yeah, how about that USC Film School now, Rick?" And he said it like condescending as a oh, joke, man. but it like went. I was like, "Yeah, how about that film school?" <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like thinking, sketch, "Like dude. this sucks. Like, he's right. like, what am I doing?" That was a pretty low moment. Was that when you already quit your day job? Uh, yeah, I was freelance. How old were you at that point? I was probably twenty-seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank when you. I did that. Uh, freelance is it's it's fun it's because you're you do whatever the fuck you want yeah. and like you have these moments where you can you're free like right now I'm yeah. free mm-hmm. I mean I have an edit that I have to work on but I mean I'm free yeah. you know I can do whatever I want um, and then I like it because 
you're in between and then you get to work on your creative stuff or yeah, not cool. and then you get hired and then you're off to the races again so it's fun Dang. it's a good like back and yeah. forth that's sick all right my question would be i don't remember if we asked this last time but like what what advice would you give to us like kind of going through it like not really kind of like knowing where we're stepping next your 20s yeah i mean you guys are doing fucking great last time i was on your podcast we were mm-hmm. at your house yeah. and it was like super casual and now you're in a studio mm-hmm. And you got sponsorship. You guys made twenty-two dollars, and up, your numbers are up. You yeah. guys, you did. You're like over a thousand on YouTube, right? That's yeah. fucking big. Yeah. Like, so Thanks. you guys are already doing it. Like, mm. my advice is just, you just, you just never quit. Yeah. That's all. Or you do quit, and then that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, the cameras I think there's like, there's like a weird cult. I think you quit when it's not working because there's yeah. a culture like Gary V and these guys where it's just like never give up, keep going, and it's like <laughs> somebody out there is taking that advice and they're a really terrible actor yeah. and they're yeah. not and like they're not. There's a de- point of delusion at that point. Yeah, but I think you guys are doing great. I think at the end of the day, if it brings you joy and it makes you feel good. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Unless you're um Brian Singer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll change my name. <laughs> we're literally about to get him on the pod next week. Yeah. I guess we'll get we'll get him on this week. Yeah. I mean it's public knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Where is he now? Is he jail? I feel like no, he didn't get uh, nothing happened. What year was that? Do you remember? It's been ongoing. Because he came back and he he directed one of the X Men back in like what like twenty fourteen, I think. Look up his well, IMDb right maybe now. Maybe Roman Polanski will come out. Look up his IMDb the pianist. Too. I feel like he's probably, I feel like I haven't heard much. Roman? Roman yeah. Polanski made The Pianist? Yeah, he made The, the Pianist. Brody, I don't know that. Hopefully he does a sequel. He did? That's crazy. He did The Pianist. He's not allowed to enter America, though. Oh, but like, yeah, what if he films that. one wherever he is? What, what? Like, if he films a sequel wherever he is. He Romania? can be in, like, other countries. He can't come here. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be arrested. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Probably going to so. The Penis. Yeah, that's, what it, that's probably why he yeah. took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys, are you able to separate the artist from the art? I am, yeah. Let's you talk are? about this, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fucking... It depends I, on the crime, though. I, I am. I love Jeffrey Dahmer. I am, but I don't feel comfortable saying it out loud. <laughs> you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. So. It's because I'll play Kanye, and I'm like, I hope no one yeah, in my office thinks I hate them. Yeah. Oh. You know? Yeah. But, you play it at the office? Yeah. For real? Like, out loud? Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. put on your little mustache when you play it? Yeah, and I raise my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tank it at the very end. <laughs> this whole podcast is going so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also wear my cross. That's a little funky on my arm. Like. <laughs> I'm scared because I feel like... That was a bit I, of symbol, though. He co-opted it. What? The, the twisty cross. Mm-hmm. The twisty cross. The Buddhist. That was. Like oh yeah. Buddha. Oh yeah. 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 I never but, thought about that. The twisty mm-hmm. cross. Oh. Yeah. Um, I feel. I forgot where I was going. E man, you have a question. No. Richie Frito. Okay. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey. Well, all righty. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Rick, thank you. It? Thanks for teaching me. Yeah. A lot. You everything you know. Everything I know. Thanks for introducing me to Dan. Oh yeah. Uh, Isaiah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Inspiring me, um, pinching me, bruising me in places where people won't see. To They'll never see you. it. Yeah, and yep, uh, for letting me give you two million dollars for what you did the other day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. It's always been fun. <laughs> Rick's back. Rick's back. Yes, Congrats on the uh, the studio. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for being the first. Yeah, thanks. Yo,
Watch on my rubber, my love on my rubber, my What do you want, my day? All up inside your lips, all I just grab